0: My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. I've never been into fancy eatin'. Hearty bacon and eggs to energize the day's farm work with a chicken salad sandwich on homemade bread and barley soup for lunch and for evening repast, well, ladies and gentlemen, nothing beats a thick stew with plenty more bread to mop up the gravy. That's how it is for a man of the fields. Basic fare and plenty of it. But Jordan Willis's wife, Lita, she's been watching the afternoon television again. All them talk shows, what got cooking segments and such, and she got it into her head to try her hand at Gourmet Fair. At the same time, Jordan, he's been looking a bit drawn and pale these last few weeks. So I asked him if he was ailing, but all he offered in reply was what? By nothing less than an invitation to dinner. Well, that'll answer your question, says he. If you know Farmer Gray, you know he never turns down an invitation to a meal, so that Friday evening, after a day at the plow, I donned my brown poplin suit and a red bow tie, thus sporting my natty attire, I drove the pickup two miles to the Willis abode, not far off Highway 3. Now, Jordan, he answered the door, looking peaked as ever, and as I stepped over the threshold, I was greeted by a variety of aromas from the kitchen, smells that seemed not to have combined in harmony, as one might expect, but instead to have undertaken combat, fighting each other for dominance. Gosh, says I, what smells so? I mean, what smells so good? Jordan gave me the thousand-yard stare of a shattered soldier, and says, he says, amaranth and kale salad tossed with natural rutabaga chutney, organic goat off with a side of melted chard on croot, gluten-free squash roll with imported burrata, and for dessert, cornmeal-crusted wheat berry melange. Oh, says I, but I had all that for lunch. A jolly enough quip, I suppose, but Jordan, he didn't even crack a smile. Anywho, we sat down to dinner, and Lita, in a flowery dress, her hair done up for company, proudly served each dish, like... "'Botticelli delivering the birth of Venus to the Medicis, "'and frankly that was her metaphor. "'I don't know what any of those words mean. "'I did, however, know what was ailing her husband, "'and that was a diet sadly lacking in food. "'It sort of reminded me of the way whales eat, "'swimming with their mouths open "'to collect as much krill as they can. "'As I was leaving, Jordan grabbed me in a bear hug "'and whispered, "'Pray for me.' "'I said I would, and then I went out and had a burger.' Now, all this brings me to today's review, in which I will critique a movie entitled Pig. That's right, just Pig, a one-word appellation for a tale about folks what like gourmet fare and revel in its preparation. But mostly it's about Nicolas Cage saying... Who has my tag? Well, okay, it's a bit more complicated than that. More precisely, it's about a fellow living in the backwoods of Oregon and his big city search for his little porcine buddy. Or more specifically, a truffle pig, one of those hogs whose wonderfully sensitive noses sniffs out truffles in the forest. You all know what a truffle is, right? It's an underground fungus that's a rare and expensive culinary treat served in fancy restaurants to their well-heeled customers. I don't understand. It costs a lot of shekels and it makes good eating. Is that clear enough? Anyway, in this picture Mr. Cage literally plays a unwashed gentleman, scraggly beard and all, living in an isolated woodland shack one might generously refer to as rustic. His only companion is his trained pig, who shares the rundown shelter and accompanies Mr. Cage on his daily trek to find truffles, sniffing them out and earning a portion of his master's food. There is however one human being in the man's life, a young gentleman named Amir who drives regularly drives his expensive car into the forest to purchase the truffles that he might sell them to high-end restaurants in portland even so theirs is not a warm relationship as we see during one of amir's visits when he tries unsuccessfully to make conversation with the recluse one night though mr cage's solitary existence is thrown into a cocked hat when thieves bash open the shack's door and steal the pig yes mrs pig i agree they steal you and you steal the scene You're welcome. Anyway, this theft leads the heartbroken Mr. Cage to summon Amir's help in his effort to retrieve the missing swine. That quest leads them to Portland where we learn that our hirsute hermit is actually Robin Feld, a once-renowned chef who gave up his career and apparently hygiene after the death of his wife 15 years earlier, because apparently nobody in the movies is capable of just kind of snapping out of it. Anyhow, in the course of their search, they encounter the dark underbelly of the gastronomic industry, including a kind of restaurant fight club and Amir's rich but shady father, Darius, not to mention a weasley chef who knows more about the crime than he's saying. But despite the sketchy characters and violence that greet Robin, the movie climaxes not with a physical battle, but an emotional one, brought on by, appropriately enough, by an expertly prepared meal and a memory of happier times. Now, Nicolas Cage, he's the linchpin of this drama. No, I'm afraid he is, even if the movie is called Pig. And the film rises or... Stop it! The film rises or falls on his performance. Thing is, I haven't seen enough bad Nicolas Cage movies to judge whether this Oscar winner's current performance ranks among his more eclectic career choices. I certainly haven't seen enough to know what drives him or what he's looking for. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Oh, do you mean that as a metaphor or are you literally... Never mind. I will say, however, that in his portrayal, he manages to walk the tightrope between a bracingly eccentric personality and one that's downright weird. Who has my tag? Didn't you say that thirty lines ago? Someone's star. Uh huh. So anyway, he ultimately brings an integrity and vulnerability to his character that overrides some of the film's odder conceits. Perhaps the most charged scene in the picture is his encounter with the aforementioned quizzling of a chef. Derrick at one of those au courant restaurants with maximum presentation and minimal food. As Robin takes him to task for not following his passion, which was to open a down-to-earth English-style pub, David Nell, as Derrick, assumes the frightening frozen smile of a man close to, or perhaps suffering, a breakdown. Meantime, Alex Wolfe, as Amir, convincingly evolves from Robin's client to Robin's friend, and Adam Arkin as Darius shows us the complex layers beneath a hoodlum's outer shell. I also give props to writer-director Michael Sarnofsky for giving us the, leading us to the edge of craziness without ever letting the film tumble into the abyss, though I chide him for missing an opportunity to call it Dude, Where's My Pig? Who has my pig? Now you're just repetitive. What's that, dear? You're going to play Arnold Ziffel in a one-pig show in New York? Well, I'm sure that's what the public wants to see. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being facetious. There's a difference. Anyway, all in all, this picture may not be for everybody, but it has enough fine performances and an original enough story to reward those who go, so if you're of a mind to, go. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film Old. It's by M. Knight Shyamalan, so you can start hating it now. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>